Sports Stance. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Sports Dance. I'm your host, Greg, and with me, as always, he's my own personal universal DH, which stands for a designated host. It's Paul. Paul, how you doing? Greg, I am doing great. Well, that's good. That's that's like the most upbeat you've sounded these past few weeks. Well, uh, you know, things are, things are good. Um, not overall, but things are good. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. I mean, the weather's finally a little nicer, so that... Makes it a lot easier to do stuff, you know, yeah, like walk into the backyard, walk out from the backyard, walk to the front yard. <laughs> the little bunny that's hiding behind my stairs is thriving. So that's fantastic. I hope he doesn't gain too much weight while he's in the stairs so he can't get out. Yeah, that. And I also just hope that like one time when I give it because since my two year old's obsessed with it. We pick dandelions to give. I hope one of these times that it comes out for dandelions, one of the hawks that flies around outside doesn't spot it and take it in front of him. Because oh, that, like that well, might be traumatizing. Yep, and then he'll be up looking around all the time when he's outside. <laughs> bird? Bunny? Bunny? Bird? You'd be like, yeah, about that. About those birds. That's we how they... to talk. <laughs> that's the circle of life. <laughs> but no, yeah, can't complain. Uh... Still healthy, still still living, so it's always a good thing. It is. It is. But besides that, since we're both doing good, we might as well get into something that, you know, might make our lives a little even better if it actually passes through, and that's the MLB season might be coming back pending a player approval. Does that get you excited? It does, because that will mean it's summer. So we are way past opening day. And I cannot listen to used baseball. And you know what I mean by that. I don't care what happened in the past. It's used. I don't want to listen to it the next day if I didn't watch it the night before. So I want live baseball. And let me guess, the KBO. I mean, the KBO is not doing for you clearly because, as we know, last week your quiz gave you the Kia Tigers as your team to support. And they suck. That, that's the best way to put it. That's right. It's like the... Keys when they first rolled off the assembly line. Yeah, there are no NC Dinos, who are my team, who are dominating the league at 7-1. I can't pick a winner every time based on your quiz, and this time clearly... It's a very scientific it quiz. Yes, so. it was. <laughs> I think, you know, other than a fortune cookie, it was right in there. Yeah, I mean, I won't lie. My XFL quiz, I think, was a little more soundproof in its nature, where I had food selections as options. This is more so like T like cell phones or cars. Half the teams get wiped out with that question. <laughs> it's funny how they have their teams sponsored. Well, that by, makes sense. <laughs> by companies. Like yeah. the, imagine if we had like the uh, Chevrolet Red Sox. Well, you can't, when you think about it, you kind of do. A lot of teams now have the little patches of the who sponsors them. Like the NBA now has on their jerseys. They're still like the team, like the 76ers, like Philadelphia 76ers. But it's like Rakuten, or however you say that company's name, is like yeah. the little corner sponsor of the Sixers. I think it was probably a genius move naming the company a word nobody can pronounce instead of Ebates. Yeah, right. There must have been some kind of reason behind it, because Ebates was so easy. Well, they got bought. Yeah, I know. But wouldn't you use Ebates? Everyone was already using it. Not when you're the company buying Ebates. <laughs> I guess so. That's You were clearly technically bigger. Just nobody in America knew you. <laughs> so we'd have the Chevrolet Red Sox. We'd probably have the Edsel Astros. It would not be the Chevrolet Red Sox. It would most likely be the Ben and Jerry Red Sox. Yeah. Or, um, like, I feel like you have to go with companies that are like in your like known area. So wait. What's the there's a is what shoe company New Balance is New Balance in Massachusetts based they'd be the New Balance Red Sox that's what they'd be. All right, we might have to name all the teams. Not right now. Not not this show. We actually should prep for that. 
Yeah, we might want to do a little research. I mean, I don't know about you, but I really just come in here sitting and flying by the seat of my gym shorts because I don't really wear real pants anymore. Oh, my God, like the guy in the newscast. And he didn't yeah. realize the camera had his underwear. But I'm just, that's just me all the time. So Ever since I became a stay-at-home spouse. We'll call you Mr. Goldberg, you come in and you take yeah. your pants off. Yeah, ever since I've become a stay-at-home spouse before I even had the kid, it's just gym shorts every day. That's all I live in. It, well, you're the only person I know that wears shorts in the winter. Well, you're not the only person, but you're one of the only people. Warm thoughts. That's how you got to think about it. And you are full of warm thoughts. Especially when I live in a state where it still snowed a week ago. Imagine that. It's hey, terrible. Greg, we opened we, the pool this week. I know. I'm going to be there it tomorrow. snowed at your house, and I opened my pool. Yeah, well, so you guys stay six feet away, and I'm going to jump in your pool, and then I'm just going to get in my car and leave again. You're going to jump in the car. It's going to be an icicle before you get there. Yeah, cracks with the first layer of ice. Oh, man, like always, we got off topic. So back to what we were originally stuck, how we got all the way over to jump, me jumping into your pool, skinny dipping. I don't know. Did I mention I'd be skinny dipping when I do it? I know, but I'm sure you would be. All right, well, at least we established that. Well, anyway. Hopefully it's, it's at night. Oh, no, I'm going to do them in broad daylight. And we'll turn off the cameras. You have oh, privacy. You guys have a private area. You're, you're good. Nobody's going to see. Nobody wants to see. <laughs> wow. Um, there's a joke. There's a, like a comment there, but I'm just not going to touch it. All right. I don't need you to exit this show swiftly. All right. So we're going to leave Next. that alone. So the MLB... The owners have approved a plan. It's now up to the players to agree to it, which most likely will take some reworking with the owners. But we're going to go through the first few details that should fly right through player proposals, which is the first one being an 82-game regional schedule, which basically just means the AL East will play the AL East and probably the NL East, and that's it over these 82 games. Same for the Central Divisions and save for the West to cut down on travel and all that fun stuff to try to, you know, not worry about spreading things. And then also included with that, a universal DH for the season. First off, thoughts on it not being a full season and them hitting the number at 82 games. Do you think 82 is the right amount? Or do you think it should be a little more? Or do you actually think it should be less? I think they're all playing 82 games. Everything is taken as a percentage. So 82 is fine with me. More or less would be fine with me. Um, baseball's a game of percentages when you do the measurements, so uh, I'm good with it. Now, the question is, if the 82-game season, like, say it works and people like it, they're like, oh, this is, like, perfect, do you think the MLB then starts to consider going into the future cutting their season down from 162 games? Because one of the main complaints about baseball is how long their season is. Fans are just like, I can't watch that many games. Do you think 82 would be perfect going forward if this works? Or do you think it should be slightly higher? Or do you think 162 or even more is what you'd rather have? I think fiscally they'll go back to the original number because it sells advertising and that's what pays the bills. It's true. See, I always felt like I said it on in the Craft Brood show last night on their chat when they had a conversation about this. I feel like 125 like in that range would be perfect because it's 40 games cut down. It's games can be a little more spaced out. You don't need to have your team on every night. It could be like a day or two off more here and there to give players an extra day of rest. And I think that's kind of the sweet spot. I think 82 is too little. I know why they're doing it right now because they don't want a season to go into December. I think though in the future, 162, I think will have to change eventually. And I think it'll have to come down. I think into that 120. One, 110 to 120s range, somewhere in there where they can figure out a sweet spot. Well, I think they'll just adjust the budget accordingly. So if you yes. have to even take X amount of dollars on advertising, the spots just went up and people will watch. And of course, money is the thing that we're going to get to at the end of this, but we'll get into the rest of the stuff because it'll be all quick. The money is probably where we'll spend a few minutes talking, especially because one player came out today very strongly, and we'll get to that soon. So the other part of the 82-game regional schedule would be a universal DH, a.k.a. the National League would have no pitchers hitting. Are you a fan of that? 100%. All right. At least we, we agree on that. I know there are some people that will die on the hill of 
I don't want to DH in the NL. Players in general, that's one of the things they said will just easily be passed. Like, that is something most players completely are good with. One, I don't think there's many pitchers that actually like to hit. I'm sure they are like, oh, you know, I don't mind getting in the box every once in a while, but I don't think it's something you want to do every time. Like, I don't think it's something you want to step in against Aroldis Chapman of the Yankees. They're on a 100-mile-per-hour fastball because they're having a great game, and the coach is like, no, stay out there. We're, we're doing well. you got to go up in the eighth inning to hit against the monster that throws 100-something miles per hour every time. Well, I can't imagine anyone wouldn't be a fan of it. Oh, I know a few. It's good for baseball. It's good for the players. It's good for... I, I would think that somebody can get a better batting record. I think it's... Well, it that's the, the main... You get the best nine hitters possible. There's not many pitches that you could go, he's one of my best nine I can throw in the lineup nightly to yep. hit. There are definitely pitchers who are good at hitting. And like, yeah, if you are in a pinch and you need an extra bat, you could throw them in there if you had to. I'm all for universal DH, especially because moving forward, guys like David Ortiz going to the Hall of Fame would have an easier time of it being more of a, an accepted thing because then the DH wouldn't just be seen as, oh, the, all that guy does is swing a bat. 80% of every guy's stats for Baseball Hall of Fame is based on them swinging a bat. Maybe uh, 20%. How, how I, I don't know how you argue with it. I think it's a great thing. I think it's, if you it's say all he does, if you say all he does is swing a bat, all he does is hit home runs, and guess what wins games? Exactly. Home well, runs. It's also it's so, a good test. It's 82 games. It's essentially an 82-game test of the universal DH. I love it. I think there will and, be definitely diehards. Oh, sorry. Say that again. I started talking over you. No, whatever they decide is fine, but wouldn't both leagues play the same? Yeah, you would think. Well, it's always been what made the National League and American League what kind of really divided the two of them. That was the difference. Like, you could be like, oh, well, you know, in the AL, you go there and you get the DH. And it's like a special thing when you go to the NL and you have inter, like, interming. Why well, can't I think of the word? Interleague. Why well, was I? That was such a blank on me. Intermingling. I was like, intermingling, you know, when they're dating, interracial games. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh my god, no, that's none of those are correct. When they have interleague games, right? that was kind of like the big thing. It's like, oh, hey, cool, the Red Sox are going to Chicago against the Cubs at Wrigley. We have to see Chris Sale swing a bat. We have to basically a bat swing Chris Sale, I think, is actually more accurate because I think he's smaller than a bat. I think having the American League go and have the pitchers bat is more of a, more of an event than the National League doing it every day. Yeah, that's. I really think that's what it is. I think the National League has an advantage by doing what they do. Well, their pitchers especially do, because basically how it's always been viewed is one out of every nine batters is an automatic out. You know, for the most part, the pitcher's either striking out or bunting to move somebody over if there's somebody on base. More than likely, you're not doing hit and runs. You're not expecting the pitcher to do anything. Once in a while, one slaps and gets a good hit on it and hits a home run. We saw even Bartolo Colon, a.k.a. Big Sexy, do it a few years ago. I mean, it's one of the greatest nicknames ever for a man that I think he has like multiple, like has had multiple affairs and been caught too. So like people, the name clearly sticks, Big Sexy. I think it has the size of his wallet is more about it. I think it's the size of his gut. Okay. We'll go with that. I think, well, I mean, have you seen the man's gut? That's not where I thought you were going, but I'm glad you went with the gut. Yeah, well, I'd, I wouldn't know about anything else. What did you think I was going to say? Because Gronk isn't talking this, about him. Pervert. This is a family show. It isn't. <laughs> I like how you just calmly under your breath go, no, it isn't. You uh, any time you say something terrible. I know, and it makes you turn red. It's fantastic. It's our it's our give and take. That's what the fans love to hear. By the way, speaking right. of fans, if you're a fan of 12 Ounce Sports Radio, make sure you check out Zingo TV. Zingo TV is where you can find all your 12 Ounce Sports shows, the network, all our beautiful faces, except Paul's and I's. We like to hide, our, hide ours behind a podcast screen. One day, maybe. 
we'll we'll let you see our beautiful mugs. But you can check out other shows like Craft Brewed Sports, Talkman Radio. You have all these other. We talk sports good, or I, I just butchered that name. I know I did. Uh, Vegas Squares. All these great shows. Twelve on Sports, Zingo TV. Go to use promo code Twelve Ounce. That's one two O Z. Zingo TV, free internet TV. Check it out. Back to baseball. Like the most. I'm just so good at that sometimes, and then other times I'm terrible. It's anyway. <laughs> it's a talent that I always then. I think it's part of the shtick now that I like compliment myself after I do it. <laughs> anyway. So 82 game schedule, Universal DH. We think that's going to go through. Next two things probably would too. A 30-man active roster, so it would increase by five with a 20-man taxi squad, which is aka your AAA team, just keeping themselves in shape, probably practicing at their field. So if you do need somebody, you can grab them from that squad. But the roster increases by five. Makes sense. You got a few extra starting pitchers, relievers, extra utility guy just in case there are those long-term injuries. You think every single player probably approves this, right? I would think. Yeah, Why that's not? Cut Why dry. I mean, that's, there's nothing, that's, that's almost a, that's another enhancement. Yeah. Hey, I might get an extra night off. Yeah, exactly. So that's pretty cut and dry there. The next being 14-team playoff. So we would go from a typical playoff of, Three division winners, two wild cards, one wild card plays in to face the top seed. Instead, now you would have it as seven from each side. So the top team in each division, not division, each league would get a bye. And then you would proceed from the top second seed faces the lowest seed, or I think they might get to choose. I forget how they're working it now. They already had this proposal, like I think getting put into place next year. I think they're just bumping it up a year early. So. Probably no issues with that either. I don't, I think that's, it's pretty cut and dry. I think when you're doing scheduling things and that type of thing, I don't think they're going to have a problem. Yeah. The main thing, which is always the case, is the revenue share. Owners want to do it 50 50. Obviously, this would be prorated instead of, despite agreeing to prorated salaries in March, MLB and the owners want to seek additional pay reductions from the MLBPA to account for the revenue loss by not having fans in the stands, a.k.a. the owners are crying poor. The billionaire owners who are probably still making money are saying, boo-hoo, woe is us. Instead of the reduced salaries for a shortened season, what if we just do revenue share and split it? Now, owners obviously approve this. Before you give me... They're getting half, right? Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Before, I was gonna say before you, really any, before you give any sort of other comment, I'm gonna quickly read to you because I just had it here. Except of course now a thousand ads pop up. I don't care about the last dance right now. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about baseball, ESPN. Thank you. So Blake Snell, who plays for the Tampa Bay Rays, basically came out today when he talked about the reduced salary, especially the risk of contracting the coronavirus, and said it's just not worth it. He goes, y'all got to understand, man, for me to go, for me to take a pay cut is not happening because the risk is just through the roof. It's a shorter season, less play. No, I got to get my money. I'm not playing unless I get mine, okay? And that's just the way it is for me. Like, I'm sorry you guys think differently, but the risk is way the hell higher and the amount of money I'm making is way lower. Why would I think about doing that? Do you think he makes a valid point? What's he make? He was only set to make $7 million this year. And he's a, he's a, well, putting into perspective, guys like Mike Trout and guys like that are making 30 million plus. Like he's on the lower end, especially for the caliber of player that he is to be only making 7 million. Yes. Obviously that sounds like a big number to us, but in baseball terms, it's like average slightly below, I would say actually. So I think this is more than about money. But how many Americans do you think with a 25% unemployment are going to feel sorry for somebody that makes $7 million that is only going to make $3.5 million? Do you think well, anybody is. is going to say, oh, you poor son of a gun? I think they're going to say, are you freaking kidding me? And he's going to lose his fan base. 
Yeah, Just well, it's, it's Tampa Bay. They don't have a fan base. I get you, but you know what I mean. <laughs> no, I do. There's someone's making $40 million, he's going to make $20 million. There's somebody that's a poor sap his first year, lucky enough. He's making, what, 400000 and he's going to make 200000 Yes, and I understand what he's saying. He's like, us playing, traveling, we're putting ourselves at a high risk to contract this disease that has killed 80,000-plus Americans. So there is – it's a scary thing because it's shown that, you know, this virus – we thought it was going to be more so old people to affect it for the most part, but there have been plenty of cases of people in their 20s and 30s who have also died from it. So there's guys that are going to be nervous. I get that, one, if you're going to pay me my full salary, yeah, I guess I got to either say, nope, I'm just not paying, playing, don't pay me, or suck it up because you're paying me what I'm supposed to be worth. And, I mean, he makes comments here that just... I get why he's saying what he's saying, but he also comes off slightly out of touch because he says, on top of it, I'm getting taxed. So how much money am I really going to be making? It's like, well, you're probably still making a few hundred thousand dollars. So, so like, so if worst case scenario. If he's making that money and he's a good guy, he's still going to get his advertisement money, his endorsement money. I, Yes. If they opt out, pay them zero salary and bring up a rookie. So I get that aspect. I get why they were gonna, are going to deny. That'll probably be the one thing they deny in this whole proposal. It's already expected. This is the one thing they said will probably – most people think they will have a week or so to figure this out with the owners. And if it can't get figured out, the season probably just won't happen. I don't know if the owners are going to budge. It's basically the pressure has now already been put on players – from the media and fans basically being like, come on, just do it. Give us something to watch. Do you think the Steinbrenners are in trouble financially? Not the one since the other one sadly passed away like a month ago. And inherited the rest. Do you think John Henry's strapped? No, but he apparently was strapped enough to not have to want to pay Mookie. So, again... This tells your fans it's a business. It's all about the money. Yes. Well, and this I'm is a, that. What do you think a solution? You work with, you've had a company you. that's had things where you have to negotiate with employees and figure yeah. out what works best. When opt out, take the year off and you're not getting paid. You don't get your health benefits. You don't get paid. You get nothing. Take a year off and we'll see you next spring. Well, that's yeah, and that's the argument that people are also making. They're like, take the deal or get something that you guys can both agree on, where maybe it's a slightly more share for the players, since they are the ones putting themselves at risk, while the owners get to kind of this sit at home technically and not really have to do much if they don't want to. So maybe maybe you give a little bit more of that. Maybe it's a 55-45 split or a 60-40. If you can get the owners to agree to it, if they're willing to budge a little bit or something. So you if work they, with it if, because if you're, say, Mike Trout, who most likely is a sh- – not most likely. As long as he stays healthy enough, will be a Hall of Famer player at some point. Do you really want to take away one of your prime years, even if it's for a shortened season, that's still 82 more games that you want, won't have at some point? Like, do hey, you take that away? Like, that I don't want to be devil's right. advocate and Bad be like – is batting 400 whether there's one game 82 games well, i think that a separate record watch. book if that's the case yeah in that case uh, that that's fine but I, I i i still think if they want to opt out now i you know i don't know i'm not an arbitrator but if you don't want to play you don't want to play yeah and obviously that would confuse confuse things way more because then teams would be patchworking their opening lineups because there's not gonna be a true spring training and that would make things more complicated, but I get what you mean. Then this also, you got to figure it out. Yeah, it'll make or break some fan attitudes about some players. Well, it's also going to make or break some younger guys who are under league or under team ownership where they still don't have the huge salary. They have to figure out if they opt out, will that still count against? Will they still have to then play another year under team control? Because if that's the case, guys that are like that situation are not going to be willing to give up a year closer to their prime where they can get more money 
It's just not going to happen that way because they're going to be like, I want to be able to enter free agency when I can at the earliest stage. I'm not going to push that back a year because I think that's why they'd want to play. And is their contract minimum salary? If it's 400,000, you can't take half of that away because that's the minimum salary. You can take half away from the guy that could buy and sell the state of Rhode Island. It's true. So, yeah, you do have that. And then from there, I don't know. So probably within a week or so, we will get that figured out. I'm not quite sure if they will or not. Time will tell. Well, as long as we hear baseball on the background during the summer, the crack of the bat, and Joe Constiglione staying, it's out of here. We'll be good. I'm good. Just give me some baseball. As long as it's not rerun baseball. No, Joe. No, what did I say? Used. <laughs> yeah, used. Used, used baseball. I don't want oh, I'm sorry. Is, is this game used? Sorry, yeah, it's the third right. inning. Um, So I've missed the first two innings. I'm good. I'll just wait till tomorrow. <laughs> I've been to games. I've been to the third inning of a game once. <laughs> no, that's weird. How did you get there by the, only the third inning? What, did you have to like, go, go across town or something? Yeah, we had to Uber in and Uber out. I said... Yeah. Park right here. I'll be out in a minute. <laughs> Uber's like, that's not how this works. And you're like, I don't know how Uber works, okay? <laughs> anyway, so that's the MLB proposal. We'll see what happens. Well, I'm sure next week we'll have an update on if we will have a season or not. Moving on to some other things in sports. And by that, there's really only one other thing going on in sports outside of all the ESPN being like the top 74 jerseys. The top 74 sneakers. Why they pick 74, I don't know. It's a weird number to pick. They've done the top 74 players, like, all time. So, of course, that sparks everybody's debates. LeBron, MJ, which shouldn't be anything new. With the Jordan last dance, basically puff piece on Michael Jordan that's been going on. Like, I don't know. If, I know you haven't watched a lot of it. You actually thought it was only six episodes uh, last week and thought it was over. And I had to remind you, it's actually ten. <laughs> that That is, like the miniseries from hell in my life. <laughs> yeah, see, I'm, I'm enjoying it, but I also, there's parts of me that can't stand it. Like, Michael Jordan, yes. Probably is greatest player of all time. But I think this documentary just shows of how glorified he is because he thought this was going to make him look like a terrible person. And so far, it's only made Jerry Krause, the GM, and Scottie Pippen look like basically terrible people. Like, they even managed to make Dennis Rodman, who has hung out with Kim Jong-un, the dictator of North Korea, seem like he was a pretty cool guy. Like, but Scotty Pippen seems like a whiny guy. Yeah. yeah. But, like, Scotty seems like a whiny guy. Like, he wasn't a team player. All these different things. When, in fact, if it wasn't for Scotty, I don't know if Michael Jordan has six championships. Like, he was that important because before him, Michael won nothing. So Michael got the credit. Well, Michael gets the credit. I will tell you, he gets the credit because he's a fantastic basketball player. Yes. Um, but to your point, six championships or four? Or even three. Which actually led me to a question which we'll discuss. If you haven't watched The Last Dance, watch it. If you're a basketball fan of any sort, if you're a basketball fan, I can't imagine you haven't watched it. You know what's happening. Basically, it's covering all of Michael Jordan life and just parts of other Bulls players. And the last few episodes focused on his gambling and his life outside of the game and how the pressure of being a huge celebrity weighed down on him. And that's partly why he retired in 93, which led me to the thought, which also, by the way, in this documentary, they made sure to try to put every single shred of doubt people had about the Michael Jordan retirement being really about gambling, which we discussed that that was not the case. There was never the case of that. He just retired because he retired. It had was not a secret suspension. Okay. So, so our conspiracy theory conversation has been put to rest. Yes, but as you saw with my air quotes that nobody else can see, I totally believe them. Would just that, like you believe we landed on the moon, I believe this. they didn't suspend it. Would that be spin- a little spin put on it? Probably. Cover up? So that's basically what we saw. But it made me think. So Michael Jordan retired in 1993 after they completed the 3 P. Something that Magic, 
and Isaiah Thomas, they only ever got two in a row, so it was special that Michael got three in a row. But they put a little spin on it and all that, and it made me think, if Michael Jordan had stayed retired, never returned to basketball two years later and won another three championships, retired again, and then came back for the Wizards for like a year and a half, like if none of that ever happened, where would people think of him in the all-time greats? So I put it out on Twitter because that's what you do. That's where you get your most scientific answers from. If you don't know this, it's not John Hopkins. You get real answers. Yeah, it's not John Hopkins. It's not like Harvard-type polls where you get, you know, kind of intelligent people. Twitter is where the smartest people reside. We all know this. Absolutely. So, so far, I've had 45 votes cast. My options were, he's still the greatest of all time. He's a top five guy. Top ten. And then other. At the moment, it's kind of what I thought it was going to be. I thought... If he stayed retired after 93, he's a top five guy just based on what he did as a player and winning the three championships. But he's not the greatest of all time. 42% agree. Top five is the leading answer right now. Still the GOATs at 33%, which I find hard to believe. I still think those people don't let the push out the other three championships and everything he's done. And then top 10, you can still understand, yeah, if he's... He might be that number six guy because then you would probably push Kobe up further, Shaq up a little further. LeBron would definitely be now then almost considered easily the greatest of all time. You could then make that argument if Michael retired because he also would have only been 30. So these are five more seasons LeBron already has on him. Other guys have six, seven more years on him that won more championships. So I'll ask you, basketball expert that you are, if Michael Jordan retired in 1993 – do you still think he's the greatest of all time, or do you bump him down a few notches? I think he gets bumped down a few notches. His total package of six championships makes him the greatest of all time. Three is fantastic, but it isn't the greatest of all time. I think yeah. LeBron James takes the number one spot. Um, I, I think he's always he would have they would have said, "Wow, what if he never retired?" Yeah, and I think the people taking your poll did exactly what you said. They can't put it out of their head. No. The question is, if he stayed retired, no. He was a great player for three championships, and that was the end of it. Yeah, he was a league MVP. Like He was still an all-time great, but he only played nine seasons then. Yep. You'd kind of be left with the what-ifs forever because it'd be like, well, what if he played just another three, four years? Where would he have been at with that team? We got our answer eventually, but there was a year and a half double A minor league baseball gap. Kooky. Which, hey, he hit 200 at double A baseball. I mean, it's still pretty impressive. Hitting a baseball to me is the hardest thing to do in sports. I think that's the talent of the, you know, catching a ball. Okay. You got to be able to catch a ball. Throw a ball. You got to be able to throw a ball. Hitting yeah. it at 100 miles an hour. Good luck to you. Yeah, coming in at less half-second reaction time, like it's pretty pretty hard to do. So you got to give him credit for that. So, all right, I'm glad to know where you stand. I'm glad to know where I stand. And for the most part, Twitter seems to stand with us that he'd be probably top five. Like, he'd probably be four or five because you can't deny the talent and what he did and how he changed the game, especially when you look at At that point, he was still a global brand. He had already made Air Jordan and Nike – a huge thing so that would have just continued anyway him coming back winning three more just amped it all up a bunch more because space jam also came out so i mean space jam pipes everybody up it didn't hurt uh selling a few pairs of sneakers yeah exactly so that's i mean we're not gonna get into we're not experts on the bulls or that era of basketball i'm not gonna claim to be i caught the tail end of michael jordan's career so I'm just enjoying the ride, kind of seeing more so the early years of his life playing where I was only like five years old. So I had no idea in concept what was going on. I was just shooting at the Fisher Price basket, not paying attention to the 10 foot basket guys were dunking on. I was pretty damn good at that Fisher Price basket, just so you know. Okay, I'm, I bet you were. The grandma shot had it down pat. <laughs> you know I did. The, under, the, the underneath. The between the knees. Yeah, kind of. Was, some, did you do that bowling too? 
No, uh, I was actually. <laughs> oh god. We'll get into this real quick. I had the worst bowling style of any child. It was surprising. No, it was shocking that I didn't break bones. I would launch myself with the ball towards the lane and throw my whole body, like all of me got off of the ground, where I would let go of the ball and then I would hit the ground. Fred Flintstone style. Not even that. Like Not even the twinkling toes? My chest would hit the ground. Like I would go face first down, throwing the bowling ball down the lane. You didn't watch any of the other people? I did, but this seemed to be the most effective method for me. Okay, I like it. Thinking it didn't last the- very long. Luckily, I got bigger and stronger. Because <laughs> when I first learned to bowl, I was very much a skinny, tiny kid. It was a little embarrassing last year when we went over to the lanes and started bowling and you were throwing yourself down. I wish I, wish I was a tiny, skinny little kid last year, Paul. Yep. I, I'm, I am not. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that was my bowling style. But no, my basketball style as a child was I was pretty good. Not gonna lie. Grandma shot. It worked, especially in horse. Nobody could seem to do it. Um, when I was a kid, we nailed a piece of plywood to the tree and attached a basketball hoop and net to it. It was not anywhere near legal height. It was just nailed to the tree where it was nailed to the tree. Yeah, why would you want legal height anyway? There's no fun in that. And dirt a dirt driveway. Well, yeah, that's how you got to do it. I had to walk uphill in the snow every day to school. Yeah. Thanks for throwing the old man thing out there. Last week, tomfoolery. This week, snow hills. That's nice. But, Paul, we're going to move on to some more things. Hypotheticals. Oh, I like hypotheticals. I'm going to throw two or three out for you. Just give me reasonings. Then we'll move on to start bench cut, and we'll wrap this all up nicely in a tiny little bow. Awesome. So the first hypothetical, it's one I've always seen floated around. Be curious to know your answer on this. So I believe, if I can remember correctly, the three options are you have to pick one of the three things to happen. You can either get punched in the face by Mike Tyson in his prime, spear tackled going over the middle in a football game by Ray Lewis, or hit in the back by a Randy Johnson 100-mile-per-hour fastball. Now, you have to choose one of the three. Which one do you go with and why? I want the fastball. With the fastball in the back? Yep. Why? It might knock the wind out of me. It'll give me a heck of a bruise, but the other two could kill me. Okay. See, at least you're being smart with this. I like it. Yeah. I, Mike Tyson punched me in the face. I'd die. Would you, though? I might if you survived, it's a... If you survived, it's a hell of a story. Okay, I get hit by a Randy Johnson 100-mile-an-hour fastball. I'd rather get... That's a good story. You know what they'd ask me about Mike Tyson? They'd say, did he bite your ear? Why, did he hit really hard? with he super strong? <laughs> he, he hit me right in the face. We shouldn't make fun of him. He He's like 53 and he's really good in shape now and he said, I'm going to come back to fighting and I'm, if we make fun of him, he might kill us. He's going to go into a cage match. We're going we're to become, become huge stars one day and we're going to interview Mike Tyson and somebody's going to find this clip and send it in and he's then going to, on air, murder us. <laughs> I'm glad you're the host. You'd be there with me. Okay. <laughs> I'd make sure of it just in case that does happen. All right, next one on the list. Would you rather you're an NCAA college basketball player? Just imagine it. You're a okay. point guard, obviously, because of your height. Can, can I be, I was going to say, can I be 6'6"? Six, six? No. Uh, okay. We're, we're just going to go based on your height. Okay. Would you rather be a part of a team that makes the NCAA tournament, the biggest tournament, March Madness, all of it, and lose in the first round? Or play in the National Invitational Tournament, win it all, but basically nobody will have any idea because it's not nearly as hyped up as the NCAA tournament. It's like the poor man's March Madness. Yeah, so I guess everybody lives for March Madness, so you want to get to the big show. You want to go to March Madness. I'd want to go to March Madness and... Be able to say, boy, that team was excellent and they beat us. 
See, I feel like, yeah, I feel like the same. I don't think I want to be like, yeah, I won the t- tournament where we're the next best teams, but not the 64 best teams. Can I tell you? I didn't even know that existed. Exactly. So I want to go to the big show. You want to go to the tournament where they know it exists, and maybe somebody will see you and be like, hey, I know that guy. And I know it's March Madness, because you know I work in retail, and we're all about theme, and we yep. sell a lot of March Madness. So you I do. like it. All right, Paul, this is my last one. It is really not sports-related at all. I gave it to the guys at Craft Brewed Sports last week when they were asking for any topic is not off-limits. I came up with this question. They gave some good answers. I'm curious when I give it to you what your answer is going to be because I feel like, one, it's going to range from mortify to I can't answer that. This is terrible. What are you doing? I'm off the show and walk out of the room. Oh, goodness. This is because you're not a degenerate like the rest of us. I hope I can shock you. Oh, I hope so, too. You're in the middle of a baseball field. You will have an aluminum bat, and a horde of zombie-like 10-year-olds are attacking you. How many of those 10-year-olds are you taking out before they overwhelm you? So it's just you, an aluminum bat, an open field, and 10-year-old zombies coming at you how many can you take out before they take you out that is now think about this break break it down think about it well 10 year olds there are some big 10 year olds okay like an average size 10 year old okay like a 10 year old yes and you're you're no and you're a grown-ass man with muscles (laughs) i'm afraid of zombies yeah, so you want to try to take out a bunch. How many do you think you're taking out? Are they, they're slow. Zombies yeah, are gonna, slow. Some are, yes. Do, do you depends think I can kill them with one hit of the bat, or are they just going to get up and keep coming? Well, it depends on where you hit them. Where do you hit a zombie to kill it? In the head. Exactly. So you're going headshots every time. How many headshots do you think you can do? They walk their arms out. They, they walk with their arms, like, down below their shoulders. So it's you're a good athletic. Swing. Like, they can't react quick enough. They're, they're you are so also I'm athletic. Taking out, I'm taking out how many coming at me? Just a horde. It's like an unlimited amount. Eventually, at some point, most are likely they from every direction or coming straight at me, and I'm up against the big green monster. No, this is an open field, so they're coming out from all directions. Like you could just literally like just spin as many times as you think you can and try to take as many out before you fall down dizzy. But, like, they're coming, like, you have time to, like, swing and get, like, ready again, kind of, between each one. Do zombies eat your brains? Isn't that what they do? They, they eat all of you. Oh. God, but if they just bite you eat. and you get away. I'm taking out as many as I can. I'm running in the circle because they're coming equally and I'm hitting as many as I can, taking out. If I'm dying, I'm taking out 400 of those bastards. That's the answer I was looking for. There you go. That's the Paul I want to see. Taking out 400 of those 10-year-old zombie bastards. Yeah. Now, the question is... Because the head's about the right height, you can just whack it. Exactly. See, see, I liked it. Uh, Scott from Craft Root Sports also gave it a little extra incentive to himself. He said if they're all wearing Yankee jerseys, because he's a huge anti-Yankee guy, that he's waking up the next morning drenched in zombie blood but he's alive because he'll just go in a blind rage and hit as many 10 year old zombie yankee wearing jersey kids there are well if they had uh, that would be easier <laughs> it would make it a well, little that, what if they came at you in a red Sox jersey that would be you awful know, you i'd go big poppy on their ass <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> you'd get into the hall of zombie fame yes Oh, Paul, I'm glad that's the... I'm going to end you, on that hypothetical. Where did that question come from? I've seen it on, like, Ask the Internet type things or, like, a form of that, and I just made it a little different. Okay. You're sick. You need some help. Yeah. Well, your daughter thought I was cool enough what to marry, so... You said 18. You Why? Zombies? Because then I you would, like... Salt. You'd hit, like, five, and then you'd be dead. Well, they still move slow. Yeah, but you got to do, like pre-hormonal zombie where they're like are still like sweet and innocent but like still also very easily to take down like i'm definitely going and taking down just a bunch i will just i I will i'd like a flamethrower 
I'm going to hit them and bat flip it in the air, catch it again, hit the next one, and I'm just going to go all KBO style on all them. And like nightmares tonight. But they're going to be fun nightmares. Yeah, that's fun. Beating all up right. Ted Rolls with a bat. Last thing, we'll quick, we're going to fly through the last thing. Okay. Because I don't know how we top the hypothetical, but we're going to do a quick start bench cut. If baseball comes back, you're going to have some baseball songs to listen to. Here's three songs. Tell me who you're starting, you're benching, and you're cutting. Okay. The classic Take Me Out to the Ball Game. Yep. John Fogarty's Center Field. I think that's who sings that. Put me in, coach. Yes, that one. There I you go. Play. Remember the copyright laws. We can't sing more than three seconds. Okay. That's also just my personal rule for you singing. Okay. And then finally, Sweet Caroline, the Neil Diamond classic that's played after every seventh inning Red Sox game. It's just in there because, one, you're a Red Sox fan, and, two, I feel like it's one of those synonymous baseball people's songs that everybody knows. So you got to start bench and cut. Are you starting? Starting Sweet Caroline. That's not shocking. Benching. Take me out to the ballgame. Oh, okay. And cutting center field. Now, why are you cutting center field? Eh. Just it's doesn't feel. It's a Johnny come lately. Ooh. I don't even know what that is. That's like tomfoolery. That's just like a phrase that only people like from the 60s know. Well, Johnny come lately, you know, it's, <laughs> hey, I'm going to write a baseball song and be famous. Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to write a baseball song and become famous. That's I'm going to start that right after the show. Imagine next week okay. I come out with a song. That would be great. We can sing it on the show together, and we have no copyright because you wrote it. Exactly. I'll start learning how to play an instrument right now. I think I'm going classics, take me out to the ball game because, one, as a kid, that's the first baseball song you learn. It's like a special thing that you just do. Kids all know it. Parents all know it. It's fantastic. Everybody knows it. Everybody sings it. It's associated with baseball. It, Literally, it's in the it title of the song. It has Cracker Jacks in it. Yeah, I know. You love Cracker Jacks. That's right. But I still um, benched it. I'm torn between benching because love Sweet Caroline, but it can get annoying as a Red Sox fan after hearing it so much. And I feel like center field kind of just like is a good like feel good song. Like bop in the background song while you're like hanging out, grilling, sitting by the pool. So I think I'm gonna bench center field. And I'm th- think I'm gonna cut Sweet Caroline. I think I'm hanging up. I gotta I gotta ask you a question. Okay. You're sitting by that pool and you got the grill going. And, and a horde of Caroline zombies. <laughs> Sweet Caroline comes on. Everybody sings it. Yeah, I know, but I also sing center field because I know that whole song too. Okay, but not everybody does. And Guess what, Paul? This I is personal three. preference. Well, it is. You get to start bench cut, even though you're wrong. But <laughs> wow. wow. Okay. All right. Well, you know, on that note, well, thanks for Jackson. joining me. Hey. Yeah. Think I'm gonna bring you any more cracker jacks? Because I'm pretty sure I still have some. You cut Neil Diamond. You know he can't sing anymore. The poor bugger. Exactly. That also makes it worse to hear. Well, it, it at the baseball field, it's a recording. And he sang to himself singing when he went to family and sang. He just lost his voice, and that's that's tough. It's like Peter Pan; he lost his marbles. <laughs> God. Yeah. No. When he uh, when he went to Fenway, the last time I saw him sing that song, he doesn't even sing it. He just goes hands, Talks. touching hands, reaching out. Touching it, you're like, you're just saying he's, the words. He's saying the words as it sings, as he yeah. sings it on the... I get it. It's sad. It's tough it break. He should have retired. He should have. But, you know what, Paul? Good show. Uh, I'm very happy by your hypotheticals. I, you like my hypotheticals? I liked your answers, mainly for the last answer. Did you think I was just going to... I didn't want to hurt... They're zombies. They're already dead. I'd oh, kill I them all. You I never just, tell. I would go... I'd go... Bananas. Yeah, I... I, I uh, you don't want to um, say the other phrase that I was thinking no, of. Lizzie Borden. Can I have an axe instead of a bat? No, that's not as much fun. I want to split the heads right in half. Yeah, but aluminum bat shouldn't fade on you. Uh, an axe could get broken. Yeah, true. And an aluminum bat's going to be nice. Is it weighted? Well, yeah, it's like 20-something ounces. So if you hit him in the head, the head might hit the guy behind him and take him out, too. You never know. It could. 
See, look, you're going to come back next week with like a list of like what could possibilities could happen with an aluminum bat and zombies. I probably won't. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but I can't wait to tell my wife what the show is about. Oh, me too. Let me know what she says. I'm sure she'll, I'm sure I'll, I love fan feedback. With a seven, seven second delay, she'd be smashing the button. Stop yep. talking about dead year olds. <laughs> nope, got to keep going further. We're still talking about it. Keep going. <laughs> Oh my God! You talked about it at the end again. Yes. I know you were very oh. proud of that question, but it really is disturbing. Yeah. I don't know. On that note of disturbing, thanks for joining me as always, Paul. Thanks for having me. Thanks for asking me silly questions. You're welcome. Lightning, I lighten your light, lightening up my day. I was gonna say I lighten up your work week. It makes it a little less stressful. You can go into work tomorrow with that question locked and loaded. I'm gonna start asking people. You, oh, that'd be fantastic. Make sure you record their answers. By the way, I had a coworker um, listen Turn to... Turn into our, a zombie? No, he listened to our show about um, you thinking um, McDonald's in the basement of the Eagles coach. Yeah. I still am very disappointed said, that wasn't there. He said the two of you must have known each other forever because it seems like you just are talking to each other in the same room. And you said, I and actually, you're in Studio North and I'm in Studio South. Little does it know, you've also known me since I was like a 12-year-old child. Good thing you didn't say 10. I'd have to get my bat. I'm not a zombie. I just, I, I, I can't think of anything. Anyway, thank you for everybody tuning in. Don't forget, check out 12 Ounce Sports. I'm going to throw one more ad in here. Also, go to my bookie. Sports are kind of kind of start coming back. KBO's back. NASCAR's coming back. Check out my bookie when you do use promo code 12 on sports to get a great promotional offer. My bookie for all you degenerates like Michael Jordan. Yeah, Paul, that's how we do it. That's how I just end a show with an ad. I I jaw dropped when you said that. Right? It sounded like it. It sounded like a zombie jaw dropped to the ground after being hit with aluminum bat. But on that mm-hmm. note, Paul, you have a good one. You too. Thank you. Great and to everybody see. else, thanks for tuning in. Make sure to like and subscribe. My name is Greg. This has been me and Paul's stance on sports. Stay safe and have a good one. The Sports, the sports Stance. stance.